the question would have come to mind that this is pertaining to the month of Ramadan and we've just finished off with the Mubarak month of Ramadan. We are now in Shawwal. So what is the relevance of this ayat of the Quran Sharif presently to us? So every ayat is relevant to us at every moment. But just as a person, for example, who is starting off a business... So now when he's starting off the business, so in his focus is that how he can make this business profitable. That is his focus before starting, so what it will take to now put into place so that everything can go well and this business can flourish. But then at the end of the year, he's not looking at how to make it profitable, he's looking at did he make any profit. At the end of the year, he's looking into the financials, he's making hisab kitab, he's checking that well this one whole year of business went and this was the object, this was the purpose, this was what we set out to achieve. So have we achieved anything? So likewise the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala blessed us with and the very great blessings of Allah Ta'ala that were descending at every moment, Allah Ta'ala afforded us that opportunity to witness such a great momentous occasion. But now that the Mubarak month of Ramadan has passed, there's also a need now to do some hisab kitab, to check, to take some accountability of ourselves, that what did we achieve? Have we achieved what was the purpose and object of this Mubarak month? So this was such a great occasion, and this great occasion, as we heard over and over again, was for the purpose of acquiring taqwa was for the purpose of connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala, was for the purpose of acquiring everything that is related to taqwa, and all the things that we desire, that we want, that we aspire for, that we so dearly cherish, that we are desperate for. Everything Allah has placed in taqwa, and Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this Mubarak month for this purpose. That Allah Ta'ala gave us this opportunity, that take the opportunity to acquire this taqwa which will give you all the things you desire. What you desire? You desire a solution to all your problems. So Allah Ta'ala has placed it in taqwa. The one who adopts taqwa, Allah Ta'ala will grant him a solution to every problem. Every person is concerned about his risk, the turbulent times that we are living in and how things keep changing and what kind of halat keep coming 
and disrupt so many things. So now if a person is worried about his risk and can he meet his budget, but Allah Ta'ala says the same taqwa wa yarzukhu min haythu la yahtasib. Allah Ta'ala will grant him risk from sources that he cannot imagine. Because the risk comes from Allah Ta'ala. وَفِي السَّمَاءِ رِزْقُكُمْ وَمَا تُعَدُونَ Allah Ta'ala says your risk is in the heavens. Allah Ta'ala descends it. It is not something that comes from the bottom up. It comes from the top down. And it is what we do and how we conduct ourselves, how much of taqwa we adopt, this becomes the means that Allah Ta'ala out of his fuzzle then descends that risk. So whether it is the solution to all the problems that we are looking for in our day-to-day life, and whether it is the risk that we are trying to bring down, whether it is the ease, the ease in all the various matters of life, there's so many difficulties, and we are trying to find some ease out of everything, that ease also Allah Ta'ala placed in the same taqwa. And likewise, so many other things. And we want Allah Ta'ala's special help. إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مُحْسِنُونَ Allah is with those who adopt taqwa and those who do good. Now all these things we heard over and over again from the beginning of Ramadan, before Ramadan in fact maybe, and during Ramadan. But now has come the time to now take stock to see what has been achieved. And at the end of that year, the person now put in a lot of effort, he did a lot of things in that time, and now at the end of the year, he finds that he's still in the red, then now he takes immediate steps to try and sort out something, he can't carry on like this. So likewise, we have to take stock now, where have we reached? Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this month, to acquire this very great wealth of taqwa, how much of it has come? Now, Alhamdulillah, in the month of Ramadan, the barakat of that Mubarak month, the special blessings that descend in this Mubarak time, every person, Alhamdulillah, to some extent, everyone, and many, to a very great extent, exerted ourselves to try and fulfill all the ibadat. Person perhaps might have been little lax with his salah prior to Ramadan, he became very punctual with his salah in the month of Ramadan. Maybe a person wasn't performing it with jama'ah, now the masjid, mashallah, was full, and the person was performing his five-time salah with jama'ah in the masjid. person wasn't making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, alhamdulillah, the month of Ramadan came, he became very engaged in tilawat, he became involved in some, giving some time to remember Allah Ta'ala in solitude, to make the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, and likewise, so many things were happening. Now the month of Ramadan has passed, we are barely few days out of the month of Ramadan. Now it's time to start taking stock. What have we achieved? Did we bring along what was happening in Ramadan? We left it all behind. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, if we left it behind, then we defeated the very purpose of Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala blessed us with the Mubarak month of Ramadan with taqwa, to acquire taqwa. Is that taqwa still in our eyes? That's the stock taking we have to do. And if not, then why not? So there was some deficiency in how that month was spent, or what the purpose was, what the focus was. Allah Ta'ala blessed us to bring taqwa into our tongues. Is that taqwa still there? And what steps have been put in place to take it further? If not, 
Then now this is a serious problem. We're barely days away from Ramadan. And if in three days, suddenly everything seems to be now falling apart, the taqwa of the eyes are gone, person is back into the haram, the taqwa of the ears are gone, the earphones are stuck again in, and there's all kinds of things being listened to, music, etc. The taqwa of the tongue is gone, person is back with his vulgarity, he's back with other things. The taqwa of where he was, keeping himself confined to, he was keeping himself confined to the masjid, to his home, to places where it is permissible to be. He was going to work, he was doing his job, but he was keeping himself in places in a way that he is within the limits of shariat, he is not transgressing the boundaries of Allah Ta'ala. Is that still being maintained? Allah forbid a person, Nauzubillah, is trying to cover up for lost time in his mind what he's calling lost time. That way he didn't go to in the month of Ramadan, now he needs to Nauzubillah, cover up. Then this is a very, very big calamity. It's a huge disaster. That this Mubarak month, what it was granted to us for, that whole purpose has been defeated. The Mubarak month of Ramadan was given to us for taqwa, but this taqwa in the light of this hadith sharif which Rasulullah gives us a very very concise advice. And this can be regarded, this is for all times and for anyone and everyone, but in particular we can take it as the post-Ramadan advice from Rasulullah That now in fact it should have been already with us before Ramadan, and that how do we conduct ourselves after Ramadan? So this is post-Ramadan advice, not that it was given in that context, it was given in a general context for any time of the year, in any time of a person's life, but we can take it for ourselves as post-Ramadan advice, directly from Rasulullah Allah's Nabi in this very, very concise hadith sharif, sums up everything for us, and makes it so concise that we don't have to now be trying to find out too many details of what, what's the path. Yes, as we get on the path, we'll need direction further, we'll ask for it. So Rasulullah says, Ittaqillaha haythuma kunt. Fear Allah Ta'ala, adopt taqwa for Allah Ta'ala, this taqwa which is to become a barrier between a person and sin. This is what taqwa is all about. And sin entails two things. One is indulging in anything that Allah has forbidden, that is a sin. And neglecting anything Allah has commanded, that is a sin. A person neglects his salah, that's a major sin. A person commits haram, is looking at haram with his eyes, that's a, ma- that's a sin. A person is going to some place of sin, that's a major vice. So committing what Allah has forbidden is a sin, neglecting what Allah, what Allah has commanded and ordained, that's a sin. And taqwa is to create a barrier between ourselves and sin. This is what the whole month of Ramadan was given to us for. To build this barrier between us and sin. What is this barrier all about? This barrier is a consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. My Allah is watching. My Allah is aware. My Allah knows. Ibn Umar had a very inspiring incident which we have heard many times where he's traveling out in the desert and comes across some shepherd with a flock of goats and he asks that can you give us some milk which was a common thing in those days that the shepherds were permitted to give travelers milk they were, it was a common thing 
So he asks, can you give me some milk? Give us some milk. He says, look, I'm just the shepherd, I'm not the owner. And my owner hasn't given me permission to give anybody milk. Now this is out in the desert. There's nobody around. And this is a simple, simple shepherd. And generally people now out in the desert all the time don't have that opportunity to be associating with others in the built up areas, in the inhabited places where they could be acquiring the knowledge of deen, be sitting in the company of the pious. Generally it's expected such a person is not too conscious. And now this person, mashallah, he is so conscious, he's saying, but I don't have the permission of my master to give any milk. So Ibn Umar anhu decides to test him further, just to see now how deep this person is. So he says to him, look, I have a proposal for you. You sell us one goat. We'll give you the money, we'll take the goat. And we'll have the goat with us. So whenever we need to milk it, we'll have the benefit of its milk. And you'll have the benefit of the money. And you pocket the money. When you go back, your master is going to count. You went with 100 goats, you came with 99, where's the one more? So there's a common story that the wolf comes and eats up, pounces on the goat once in a while, and it's gone. So this is a common thing, it's not something unheard of. All you do is you just make up a story that your one, one wolf came and devoured one goat up. So now this was a test, putting him through a test to see now, this person, what is his response? He's a simple shepherd, he's out in the desert, and he hasn't got the opportunities of being in the masjid all the time, of repeatedly hearing the advice of deen. He's out on his own. But when he hears this so-called proposal, like we from time to time face many proposals, very, very lucrative proposals, Proposals we start making our mouth water. But if we really knew what the proposal is, though it made the mouth water, it will make the heart bleed. If there's taqwa, then it will make the heart bleed. Then how can I even be thinking about such a thing? Likewise, this proposal didn't make this person's mouth water, it made his heart bleed. And he immediately responded and said, فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ You are proposing to me that just put this pocket, this money, and tell your master when goat was devoured by the wolf. But is Allah not watching? Is Allah not aware? Is Allah not watching what's going on? Ibn Umar was extremely delighted at this person's response. But this is what Ramadan came to teach us. This is what Ramadan came to inculcate in our hearts. Now we are three days away from the Mubarak month of Ramadan. And now to question ourselves and check stock taking, that businessman's whole year he did his business, but he doesn't go on just carrying on how he's going on. He's taking stock. He's taking monthly stock also. And then he's taking annual stock. And he's checking and double checking. What has he achieved? Has he really made a profit? Now these three days have passed after the month of Ramadan. How much are we living with this fa'ayn Allah? Allah is away. Allah is watching. Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. Is this consciousness still with us? This is what taqwa is all about. That this consciousness, this becomes the barrier between a person and sin. And when the temptation comes, now this, this was a proposal just as a test. But a person who didn't know that it was a test and he wasn't, that heart wasn't brimming with taqwa, 
then this would have been sounding like a very lucrative thing to him. And without that taqwa, without that barrier between a person and sin, then he just falls headlong. He says, yes, I'm happy you want to take two, you can take two away. I'll just say, this was a very big wolf, it devoured two goats. But this person, his mouth didn't water at this. His heart started bleeding. Fa'in Allah, where is Allah? Allah is watching, Allah is aware. So likewise, we have to check now, has this happened to us in Ramadan? Did this develop? And now this is the message Rasulullah is giving us in this Hadith Sharif, which we said, we can take it as post-Ramadan advice. That how should we now be moving forward? So Rasulullah says to us, Ittaqillaha haythuma kunt. That adopt taqwa for Allah wa ta'ala, wherever you may be. Whether you are in Durban or you are in China. Whether you are at home or you are in a place where you are a stranger to everybody. Because when a person is among people he knows, that makes him a little bit more cautious. And when he's among strangers, so he thinks nobody's watching. Nobody that knows him is aware of what's going on. But if that taqwa is in his heart, he, it makes no difference to him whether he's in Durban or China. He knows Allah is watching. Allah is aware. Whether he's in Timbuktu or wherever he might be. <coughs> so Rasulullah is saying to us, Ittaqillaha kunt. Fear Allah ta'ala wherever you may be. And this wherever includes whichever time you might be in. Whether that time is the time of Ramadan, or whether it is out of Ramadan. Whether it is a Jumu'ah, or it is some other part of the day, day, uh, week. Whether it is, your person is in Hajj, he's on Arafat, or whether he's on the 25th of December at home, and in his business, however. <coughs> this is what the month of Ramadan came to teach us. That taqwa is not just for a specific time. That was some time that was totally made conducive to a person to acquire this wealth, to increase it, (coughs) to tremendously enhance it. That that time was so filled with blessings. And it was a time that was made so easy for a person to now, just a little bit of attention, a little bit of effort, compared to other times of the year, where that a person finds it much more difficult to put in that kind of effort. The month of Ramadan, mashallah, let alone the Isha Salah, let alone the Sunnahs after the Isha, let alone the Witr, a person comfortably, and not one, and not tens and hundreds, thousands of people, who found it a difficulty, though it should never be a difficulty, found it difficult to make even the Farz of Isha. And many a person who, mashallah, made the Farz of Isha, found it difficult to complete his Sunnahs. Neglecting his sunnahs, neglecting his wither. But mashallah, comfortably stood, very calmly stood for the 20 rakats of Tarawi Salah, without any frown on the face, and actually enjoyed it. That mashallah, we had the opportunity of making the Tarawi Salah. Now that person who couldn't even bring himself to the masjid before Ramadan, in the month of Ramadan, was making Tarawi Salah without any difficulty. He whole year, unfortunately, didn't see the inside of the masjid Fajr time. But in the whole month of Ramadan, he didn't miss one Fajr with Jama'ah in the Masjid. And perhaps Allah forbid, the whole year passed, he hadn't touched the Quran Sharif. And mashallah, every day in the month of Ramadan, with ease, without anybody coaxing him, without having to be now nudged in some way, he was opening the Kalam of Allah Ta'ala, and he was connecting himself to Allah Ta'ala by reciting the Mubarak Kalam of Allah Ta'ala. 
all this was carrying on in the month of Ramadan, even those who were far away from these amal before Ramadan found it so easy. That's the barakat of that special time. That Allah Ta'ala made that, that opportunity, that take it now, little bit of just attention, the slightest of effort, and a person is on the way. Any case, that Mubarak time has gone. That very special moments, and those very great moments, that has passed. But Allah Ta'ala's doors of rahmat are still open. Allah Ta'ala's doors of mercy are still open. Shaitan, unfortunately, we fall into one of two things. Either a person falls into that trap of shaitan, and that's the first trap of falling into sin. Allah forbid that the month of Ramadan left and a person now suddenly just went loose again. So if that happened, then we don't wait till the next Ramadan. We don't wait till after Jumu'ah. We don't wait till the khutbah starts. Now, right now, in our heart of hearts, we turn again to Allah Ta'ala. The month of Ramadan is gone, its very special moments are gone, that barakat and blessings of the month of Ramadan are gone. Indeed, that is not around with us. But Allah Ta'ala's doors of rahmat are still open. And Allah Ta'ala is still ready to accept the one who comes back to him. We've erred, we've made a mistake again, we turn again to Allah Ta'ala. We beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and renew this pledge of taqwa. And now take this post-Ramadan advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ittaqillaha haythuma kunt. That fear Allah Ta'ala wherever you are, whichever period of time you might be in, whether it's Ramadan or out of Ramadan, whether it is a Juma or not, whether a person is in Arafat or at home, or wherever he might be, whichever period of time he's in. This is not something confined to a particular time and place. It is for our life. Because we don't know when we're going to have to suddenly leave dunya and meet Allah Ta'ala. And we have to meet Allah Ta'ala in a state of taqwa. Because it's either taqwa or it is ghaflat and masiyat and sin and disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. There cannot be the option that if there's no taqwa, it's okay, na'uzubillah, we'll go in another condition. We can only want to meet Allah Ta'ala in a condition of taqwa. In a clean state. And that clean state is that we adopt taqwa. Being insan, insan is insan. We are prone to err. We can make mistakes. So we have not been left with the other side of it. That shaitan on the one side traps us and puts temptations, causes a person to fall. Now the person, mashallah, the month of Ramadan, he was so punctual. He was so conscious. And now after Ramadan, Allah forbid, shaitan came and suddenly put some temptation in. The person slipped and fell. So now shaitan comes with the next trap. And the next trap is that of despondency. Now the whole month of Ramadan, mashallah, everything was going so well. And now I just suddenly fell. What's the point? That is the point of shaitan. That line, what's the point in continuing? That is the point shaitan has whispered. He spoke that point into the heart. That's the point to now blunt out completely. There's no such thing as what's the point, And there's no moment of despondency. But what is necessary is now to come back to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And therefore Nabi Islam says to us, tamhuha." <coughs> there's been a mistake, then follow up that mistake with a good deed immediately. The first good deed that is necessary is Tawbah. Sincere Tawbah. Our life has to be between Taqwa and being insan. We are prone to fall somewhere. Allah forbid, Allah protect us. But if there is some slip up, then between taqwa and tawbah. And not tawbah next time. 
Toba tomorrow, Toba later. Toba can only be done now, meaning we can only leave it for now because we don't know what's later. Later could be too late. We may not be around. Our life could be gone by then. So we cannot procrastinate Toba at all. Follow up a mistake with a good deed. It will delete it. That will be the delete button. But a person's Toba has to be strengthened. Everybody wants to go forward positively. But now we're battling with this nafs and shaitan. How do we get past this? The whole month of Ramadan we were doing something so well. And now suddenly two days passed only and the third day already we fell. How we move forward? So that moving forward, Nabi Islam is giving us this prescription. We can take it as post-Ramadan advice. That delete the mistake with righteousness. So the first and foremost righteousness is Toba and Istighfar. Sincere repentance and begging Allah's forgiveness. Not just something in a very cursory manner, but doing it in a very, very concerted way. So now that Toba making two rakats of nafil at least minimum first, salatu tawbah, then begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, shedding some tears of remorse and regret, and then <coughs> following it up with more righteousness, giving some sadaqah, so much of sadaqah that creates some pinch on the nafs. Now a person can, his pocket money is thousand rand a day, and he's giving five rands and ten rands, that didn't even tickle anything. So now something for him that will pinch his nafs. And then he is now adopting the company of righteous people, sitting in pious company. He is being out in the path of Allah Ta'ala to strengthen his iman. He is doing things that are going to help to build up this taqwa. Now he is just taking it as something that's, well okay, this like a thought in the mind, some concept that he is just now uh, thinking about. That is not sufficient and that's not going to help. He needs to do something very, very concrete to move forward. And this will develop the strength in that taqwa. This will now become a barrier between him and sin. That fall which happened after three days, inshallah may not happen for three years also. If he has strengthened that taqwa tremendously. So now this is advice Nabi Islam has given us. You fear Allah wherever you might be. Adopt taqwa for Allah wherever you are. And whichever period of time you are in. And Follow up a mistake with a good deed. It will delete it. And وَخَالِقِنْ نَاسَ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ One is this taqwa with Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, whatever the commands of Allah ta'ala are, likewise the creation of Allah ta'ala. Nabi Islam is saying, don't forget your responsibility in that regard as well. Deal with the creation of Allah ta'ala with good akhlaq. Otherwise the good akhlaq will become, if the lack of good akhlaq and poor akhlaq will become a means of wiping up all the good deeds a person has acquired. On the day of Qiyamah, he'll get dished out to people who has hurt, people whose rights he trampled. So now this too is a very crucial thing. That he is now adopting taqwa with regards to how he deals people with people, and not just taqwa where he's fulfilling rights of people. He is going one beyond that, and many steps beyond that. He's dealing with people, with one and all, with his own family, how he deals with his wife. وَخَالِقِنْ nasa بِخُلُقٍ hasan. This is not just some friend out on the street. And somebody else who he doesn't know from anywhere, and now he's dealing with that person in a very nice way, and especially that customer whose pocket he wants to open out, now he's treating that person with very good akhlaq. That is the akhlaq of dunya, and the akhlaq for dunya. We are talking about the akhlaq for Allah Ta'ala. Allah is watching, Allah is aware. So now, khaliqin nasa bi khuluqin hasan. He's dealing with his parents with good akhlaq. 
dealing with his spouse with good akhlaq, with his children with good akhlaq, with his neighbor with good akhlaq, with one and all, وَخَالِقِ nas, all of humanity, he's dealing with them with good akhlaq. This is the prescription Rasulullah has given us. This is what will keep up the momentum of Ramadan, which Ramadan came to give us that momentum and to give us that boost, to give us that spiritual charge. If that charge is already dying out, we have to act earnestly. We have to act in, as an emergency and build it up now before it goes too deep. Because shaitan creates a despondency and makes a person go deeper and deeper into sin. Allah forbid then we fall so deep we don't think about tawbah as well. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala bless us with this taqwa. Bless us with the tawfiq of making tawbah repeatedly. And especially Allah forbid we fall somewhere, we slip up, we immediately make sincere tawbah and turn to Allah Ta'ala. Wa akhiru da'awana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alam.